Hello, hello, and thank you for joining me on Heron Holmes. Nope. Yeah, that fucking opening is a tongue twister. I hate that shit. When I, re when I try to rehearse it, I have to do that part out loud because if I don't, it's, it's easy to do in your head. But when you try to say it with your lips, shit ain't easy. All right. <clears throat> All right. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining me on Heron's Home Podcast. This is your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G, a.k.a. Loki Maru, a.k.a. the voice of the villainous, a.k.a. the Blue Mountain Bandit. Nah, I'm just bullshitting, but yeah. Nah, I like that, yo. I want to give you them drops, though, because, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's how we do that. That's how we do that. Because, you know I mean? They're going to get to know me just because I'm going to be the one talking my ass off. But you don't got no mic, and I ain't giving you no airtime. So, yeah. I'm going to hit you up with some drops. Hopefully, you see how long that we can keep, we can keep that up. But, yeah, man. You got to talk those kind of things into existence. You dig? You know what I mean? I know you do more than just a sound man thing. So, we're going to try to talk some, some, some good things into existence for you with them drops. You dig? All right. But, yeah, man. <laughs> You gotta be careful when you're talking things into existence, though, because that'll definitely attract haters. Because haters hear shit and they be like, oh, word, that sounds fresh. Let me hate on that. Yeah. But yeah, it's all good. Haters mean you're doing something right. Because if you don't got no haters, then clearly you're not doing nothing change. You're not doing nothing worth anyone's while. You know what I mean? But yeah, I love when them haters come from the closest reaches, though, yo, because that, that, that means you're really doing it big. You know what I mean? When, you, when your family looking at you like, yo, why are you doing that? You're like, yo, why are you hating? Why are you hating on me? I'm trying to make myself independently wealthy off of somebody, off of my own back, not off of nobody else's back. You know what I mean? But it's all good. Can't hate the haters. Gotta love the haters. <laughs> but yeah, nah. Indeed, indeed. So uh, I just want to give a little disclaimer. I only criticize things that I actually give a fuck about. Okay, so... Throughout the course of this wonderful uh, dialogue that we're going to have, I hope that the listeners understand, hey, you know, if I'm criticizing something, it's because it's worth analyzing. I'm not criticizing anything that's not worth my time. That shit could go sit by the wayside, you know what I mean? So you won't hear me talk a lot about Republicans or, you know, I mean, Trump or, or the negative parts of society that are obviously negative to everyone because we don't need a, that echo chamber. I'm going to be critical of the things that are important to me because those are the things that I'm going to keep with me. And if I'm going to keep it with me, I want it to be, I want it to be something that I, I can stand on. So I just want to give that disclaimer because, uh, you know, I tend to be very critical, especially of, of my black brothers and, and especially those in power, not because I'm a hater, but because, Steel's temper steel. And so I want to make sure that if we are going to say that these people are, you know, the Damascus steel standard, that they can stand up to that. You know what I mean? And so that's the only reason why I tend to do that. But anyway, yeah, I want to start today with a with, with a politics topic, because I think it's very interesting. Um, the 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 arc of our political discourse over the past 12 years, because. It was very interesting um, how everyone heralded uh, Obama's election as, you know, a, a huge step for race relations and 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 a whole other uh, myriad of social social um, progress uh, that that people had been waiting to see in America. But the real lesson to learn from Obama's election was a 
that not that our politics are really bought, but they are more overtly bought than we thought. There is a direct correlation between the money and the winner. And not just that, the money itself can't just be thrown in the air and expect to win. It's the money when applied to certain asymmetrical political apparatuses like social media. So what do I mean by asymmetrical political apparatuses? These are political apparatus that interface with the voters or the electorate or the body politic in a way in which the body politic cannot adequately correspond back with it. And so what this does is that it creates... If you can flood the media waves, whether it is social media, radio waves, TV, with disinformation or 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 uh, messages that might might help bring solidarity in places where you really don't have that solidarity, then you are very, very, very capable of manipulating and winning an election. And so everyone heralded Obama's administration as the the harbingers of 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 utilizing social media and money to benefit politics for for social change. And what ended up really happening is, is it created a platform to be abused, because if you look at it, the same social media team that helped Obama get elected twice moved on to work for Cambridge Analytica, and then helped Trump get elected. So these people were not ideologically tied to Obama. The money never is. And so all it did was establish that, yes, with enough money, you can get a black guy with a middle name Hussein elected. So all it told the Republicans is that they could lower the bar as low as they wanted to. Because as much respect as I might have for Barack Obama, in terms of his education level, his success level, his ability to move through the, uh, the body politic, he didn't do anything beneficial. And moreover, he reaffirmed a form of politics that negated the public will. And that's the problem. And that's exactly the apparatus that was used to get Trump elected. And it was abused in such a way that it... it, it, it completely brought to light the corruption of allowing people to lie in public with no recourse. And so that leads us in that overarching uh, uh, political journey to where we are today, where we have someone like Bloomberg, a, mil a billionaire running in an election, and he's enabled by the same apparatus that got Obama elected and then got Trump elected. And now he's he's utilizing it to further uh, 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 corrupt the the democratic apparatus with money. And it, it's it's really bad. And and it's sad because I, I guarantee you that nobody saw when Obama got elected what really was happening. We were really happy about all of that social progress and no one stopped to say mm, but what does this say for the other side what does it say for the other side and um yeah i really hope that 
more people can stop and 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 more critically look at these these leaders who you know seem like they're doing a great thing but really in the end are just setting us up for more failure in the future and um yeah i just think yeah i just hope that more people bring that to the forefront but um you know obama has his own problems but with people like bloomberg in the race the problem with bloomberg is now that he's spending hundreds of millions of dollars in this election and how can he morally come to the table and say that he's running for president to fix problems that he's literally spending enough money to fix right now just to run? He doesn't need to be president to fix any of the problems that he's claiming that he can remedy by being elected president because he's taking the money that can literally fix those problems right now and throwing it at advertising to tell us that he can fix the problems that doesn't strike me as as a healthy as a healthy um political stage where that is what the most affluent members of the of the uh primary race choose to do with their time and money you know all of the other campaigns yes they have millions and millions of dollars being raised but they're by small individual donors it's difficult to coordinate when someone donates your mo their money to you it, you do have a certain obligation to spend that money on certain things and so it's difficult to take you know twenty thousand fifty dollar donations and coordinate that into one cause but people like steyer who's another billionaire on the democratic side and, and Bloomberg, and I believe most of them are millionaires on that stage, with the exception of maybe Buttigieg and Yang, um, they have the money to fix the problems that they're saying they need to be president to fix. And so they have to square that issue with me morally. And I don't think they're going to be able to, because it doesn't, it doesn't, um, I'm pretty sure that there is no way to square it for them. And that's why they choose not to 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 directly address the issue, you know. And then you have Booty Judge, who's out there, and he did a very underhanded thing to try to garner black support in these early states by falsely claiming that he had black support on his Douglas plan. Um, and he he pretty much sent out an email. That said, if you don't respond to this email, I'm going to put your name as an endorser on my on my plan to people who clearly explicitly said they did not want to be endorsers because they were endorsing other candidates prior to that, most of which weren't black to begin with. And then he went and somehow insinuated that this was a majority black endorsement list. I mean, the guy is just generally fake. I think that. He's fake when and, and and I don't think he's fake all the time. I just think he's fake when he speaks about what he's willing to do for for black people. And and when I say black people, I specifically mean black people because I do believe that he has an affinity for Hispanic people. He has very clearly and eloquently stated what he'd do for their community, but very much has had a terrible track record in his own um, city with what he's done with the African American population, and um, that's very discrediting. Which 
just to 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 point out something I saw in the debates, which I thought was very weird and underhanded, was that uh, PBS mentioned reparations once. They asked the question to Booty Judge, and he did very clearly state his case that he would support um, HR forty and in studying reparations. But then, when the next candidate was, I think it was Biden, was supposed to respond to that, he completely obfuscated the question completely dodged it i mean my man was pulling ninja moves the way he was dodging it and and that's that's sad because um he does have a lot of black support and it was very it's very easy for him just to say yes he already has tons of black support it he doesn't have to elaborate on it you know i don't think that most people expect much from him on it all he has to do is say yes, and he just completely flubbed that. So, you know, just the, the political situation right now is really fraught. You know, we don't have genuine candidates. The field itself is very perilous in that it's uh, it's it's funded mostly by billionaire money. And, um, yeah, so I just I hope people keep their eyes open. You know, don't waste your vote. Don't waste your time. And, and do what you can. Do what you can. You don't have to. You don't have to do things within the political system to make a difference. But anyway, yeah, let's move on to something a little bit more entertaining. Um, I recently uh, watched a stand-up special by Michelle Wolf. Amazing! I'm a huge fan. Michelle Wolf's hilarious, and you know, she, I love it. She has that wonderful brand of truth comedy that people do, where they just tell you the truth and make you laugh at the stupidity of life itself. And yeah, she does it in 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 in, in great, uh, articulate and 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 forward and blunt fashion that uh, I can really appreciate. And so yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, she has uh, she's been doing a press tour, so there's a bunch of interviews out there. Um, that I highly recommend checking out. They're entertaining. You know what I mean? At very least, you know, you, you'll laugh a few times and you'll get to learn a little something about her. And, and um, yeah, she, I really appreciate the brand of feminism that she brings to the table, too, because it's, um, it's more about general – it's about acknowledging the differences in people but yet still valuing them at the same level. You know what I mean? Like not letting the differences between people devalue their human value. And so, yeah. I highly recommend it. It's really great. And um, ooh, and some other entertainment news that I'm very excited for. Star Wars. I have to pause. I am definitely a fanboy. I keep your expectations low. I'm not a I have very little faith in Disney. Very little faith in what Jacqueline Kennedy is bringing to the table and JJ Abrams. Kathleen Kennedy, I believe actually my mistake. Um but yeah, no, I, I I love the series. I'm anxious to see how they finish it. I I have definitely been put on the record with saying that there has not been a bad Star Wars movie. Um, but they aren't great movies like they were. And I'm really hoping that this comes through. Um, I can't wait to, to see it. I'm going to have to wait until I can get some free time. But yeah. It's going to be awesome. I mean, it, Star Wars, I have a deep, deep history with Star Wars. It goes very far back with me. It was literally the first movie I ever remember watching with my father. So it's got, you know, some real sentimental value to me. So, yeah, I'm excited, and I cannot wait for that. That's going to be amazing. Um, and even if it's not, even if the story is a bit uh, trite, um, I'm sure it'll be visually amazing. So there's no doubt in my mind that it'll at least be 
an entertaining watch. So I hope everyone else who's excited for that enjoys it as well. Um, <clears throat> man, I got to give you guys an update on this Nick Cannon beef because I know it is on the forefront of everyone's mind. So I'm going to keep you guys up to date, blow for blow with everything that happens. But <laughs> I'm only I'm watching it for sheer entertainment value. I clearly am not looking at for anything major from either of these two gentlemen in reference to this beef. But it is hilarious. And so uh, Nick Cannon recently, uh, he uh, entreated uh, 50 Cent to join the fray. And uh, he said if he wants the smoke, he's got all the cigars. Bring it. You know what I mean? Don't even worry about it. He got bars for everybody. He's got homies for days. He's ready for, for the fight. And so, yeah, I'm really excited to see how Mr. 50 Cent uh, decides to go about this because he is Mr. Petty. I can't wait to see what kind of silly shit he says in reference to this because he loves to to, to dig us some silly internet beef. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. But as always, I'm rooting for Nick, man. You know, mainly because Nick is a nigga like me. Nick is a nigga like me. He's street adjacent. Nick, I, I, I have a hard I don't doubt the, the validity of, of Nick's fam. From what I understand, he has a pedigree of street niggas in his family that are to be respected. Respect. But Nick? Nick is drumline, dude. You know what I mean? Nick, Nick, Nick. Nick's going to have a hard time convincing me of his time in the streets. Nonetheless, he still has a certain credibility in these streets. And this is where I relate to him. Because I've always been street adjacent. You know what I mean? I didn't have the hand skills to run the streets. You know what I mean? Because, listen, if you can't fight. Being in the streets is a heralding experience, I promise you. But, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that you can't respect the culture. It doesn't mean you can't respect the, the, the honor. You know what I mean? The, the, the values of self-reliance that come with being a street nigga. And so I've always respected that. And I think that Nick has a supreme respect for that as well. And, uh, and so I will always have a certain spot. You know what I mean? I always hold Nick down for that. But, yeah. <clears throat> With that being said, um, I saw something interesting that um, I kind of just want to I want to just bring some light to because if you haven't heard of this, then maybe it might spur you on to 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 consider uh, what happens to to black people in this country because this is not the first time that I've, I've I've heard of a case like this where a young African American woman gets involved in the sex trafficking um industry willingly or unwillingly regardless there is no such thing as a willing sex trafficked person but i will i will understand people who are trying to broaden the discussion um but there's young black women who are put into these terrible situations of being sex trafficked in a violent way and then when they when they go about the only way they know to get out of this which is a a a, a violent end to this they get per they get prosecuted for murder. Now, a young lady Crystal Kaiser from Wisconsin was in one of these situations in which the gentleman or the 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 the, the shitbag actually let me not even be kind to this person, who she is accused of murdering, was a known sex trafficker, had been under surveillance by the police, who had multiple counts. Of, of 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 violence on his record 
She's put into the situation where she is herself is being abused. She's watching other women being abused. And so she takes it upon herself. And to get out of the situation, she she kills him. Now, I'm not advocating for murder. That's not I'm that's not where I'm going with this. But for the court to go to murder and not manslaughter when there was a clear situation outside of her control that brought her here to this place where she is today blows my mind. And the fact that the court does not take into account that she was already in captivity for some time and it tries to prosecute her as a murderer, that I find to be wild. And and, and that's the state. This is not a person, just not an interpersonal uh, 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 suit where someone is accusing her of murdering someone else. The state has viewed the facts in this. The state having already garnered all of the evidence of this man's uh, uh of this man's abuse and 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 ta- uh, taking advantage of this girl and others and choose to accuse her of murder now i don't know if they're doing this because they know they can't prove murder so she's going to be acquitted she's going to be let off and so that's why they chose to do that but i find that to be i find that the that the fact that the legal system chooses to put people who have just been through something traumatic through this kind of rigmarole, and I can't imagine this being a white woman, really says a lot. And so I want people to think, you know, just a little bit about things like that, about the disproportionate kind of sentencing that happens to minority people for things that are outside of their control. But yeah, you know... I thought that that just needed some light to be shed on it. Yeah, and with that being said, I want to move on to something that's a little bit lighter because, um, yeah, that's some depressing shit. Like, it's always it's always painful to see those kind of uh, news stories. But yeah, um, been catching up on a lot of TV lately. Uh, been watching The Mandalorian, really, really, really good show on Disney Plus. Um, not a paid advertisement. I don't suggest you go pay for it if you can help it, but uh, definitely watch it if you can. It's um, it's very interesting, especially if you're a sci-fi fan. If you're a Star Wars fan, it's got um it's got a it, it's got a different type of direction than you typically get from Star Wars because John Favreau, who's from the um, Marvel Cinematic Universe, has been uh, taking up direction of it. But uh, yeah, it's really really good. It's got some pretty high profile actors in it. Um, the main character has got a ton of uh, ton of personality to him um also you know it's got baby yoda enough said uh so yeah definitely give that a watch if you can also um i found out about a a old sci-fi show called the expanse that evidently it was on sci-fi for two seasons got canceled and then was picked up by netflix but man when you actually watch the show it's based off of a book by i believe the gentleman's name is neil stevenson um, but yeah, this, the plot is amazing. The adaptation's really well done. The acting's pretty well done. And it's just, it's really well represented. It uses, it's got a very Battlestar Galactica feel to it. So if you're into that, you'll definitely be a fan of this. But it's got a ton of nuance to it. A ton of, of, of great ideas about what it would be like to live in space in the future what kind of societal constructs will last in the future, the dynamics between... I'm just going to go ahead and wrap up on uh, these last two topics. Um, 
I did notice that uh, it was reported that Chance the Rapper was canceling his tour and not to be a hater because actually I'm not a huge fan of his music. I actually am a fan of him as a as a as a community organizer and as an activist. And uh, just to hear he he was canceling his tour, I think was actually a smart move on his part. It's good to see that he was thinking more. Hey, you know, if the point of your tour is to promote an album and the album is flopping and nobody wants to hear the songs off the album and you're just playing your old shit, maybe it's best to postpone the tour because you're not trying to do a revival tour of your old shit. You're trying to actually do a promotion tour for your new stuff. So I think that that was actually a smart move. And I'm glad to see that he chose to to, to postpone the tour rather than just... Uh, either play music that wasn't <laughs> that the fans weren't appreciating or have to play music that he wasn't actually in a, in a promotion cycle for. So kudos to chance. And I hope that he comes back with another album that, uh, that hits that resonates more with his fans and, uh, so gives him something that he could tour a little bit better off of. And, uh, also I was, uh, watching a really interesting interview with the, with Ryan Leslie, who was like a R&B hip hop uh, producer slash rapper um, who was popular in like 2013 time around then. And uh, he decided to take an alternative route where he stopped using uh, major label um, distribution methods and started doing a direct to consumer uh, uh, method where he um, developed a, a, a program in which he could have people text and it would aggregate everyone's text to his number and allow him to individually contact people. And so he knew everybody who wanted to, to purchase his albums and he was very intimate with everybody who, who was interested in, in consuming his music. And I thought that that was a really great, um, great avenue that if if you have a particular niche market or um, you have a fan base that lends itself to that, that's a great way to just circumvent a, a very problematic portion of the industry and still uh, get your music out there and also uh, get, you know, revenue. You could um, do merch blasts and things like that where, you know, you directly contact people to, who you know want your merch, that your merch is available. And so, yeah, that was a, a really, a really great interview. I, re I highly recommend checking out anything that you can find on them. Um, uh, but, yeah. And uh, those are going to be the last two topics that I wrap up with. You know, I've been wanting to to figure out, you know, just some interesting words that I could, uh, to use to, to wrap the, the podcast up with. So, uh, with that being said, uh, today's words, I want to go ahead and spit to you are, uh, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So always learn from your, from your failures. It's the only thing you do truly learn from. If you succeed, that means you already knew what you were doing. So with that being said, I hope everyone else has a great day and, uh, I'll see you on the next show.